Are you ready to head down the path to an abundant retirement? We're tackling the topics of the mind of the modern retiree here on Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. And now your host, Carol Dewey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Navigating Abundant Retirement. I am your host, Carol Dewey, and today I want to talk to you about how taxes can kill your retirement dreams. And I'm going to start with one very important question that I really want you to think about because there is a lot of misconceptions surrounding this question. And that is, do you believe your taxes are likely to go up or down in the coming years? We're going to start with that question. And I guess that if you're listening today, you probably are at least somewhat concerned about the possibility of higher taxes in the future. It's my goal that you leave this uh, episode with some solid ideas about how you can mitigate the impact of potential uh, tax increases. Now, families often come to us with a point of pain they want to address. However, the point of awareness rarely speaks to the full spectrum of the issue. In order to design the best outcomes, we need to learn what's happening to the left and to the right of the symptoms. That's why we developed a model called Care to Know. Now, Care to Know means that we own curiosity as our first reaction. We listen without preconceived notions. We invite all of the things that you knew you needed to discuss into the conversations. Then we draw forth additional themes that matter equally, but you wouldn't know to share if we didn't ask. Over time, clients remark that our relationship becomes a place to reliably broaden their perspective and to get to the heart of highly relevant matters. They often refer to the relationship as a place to think. Now, at the end of the day, we protect families, assets, and relationships. Our model celebrates the inherent magic of nuance that exists between individuals as they navigate life and business. We design plans that are simple, elegant, and understandable. Then we help you implement. Your plan will be reflected of you and your important life principles, an imprint of your greatest clarity and most authentic self. We hope to achieve the same things here in our podcast. If the question about the future of taxes interests you, you're in the right place. And that's the focus of today. Here's what we're not going to talk about. Political parties, spending policies, or what the government should do or could do. We are going to talk about where the economy and tax policy is right now and what you can do in the future to help minimize your taxes and maximize your income. So what is the current climate when it comes to government spending? You've no doubt heard quite a bit about the national debt, the debt ceiling, deficit spending, and all of those good things. As of July 2023, the national debt was $32 trillion, give or take. According to the Congressional Budget Office, with no changes that is likely to continue to increase. The things that are driving this 
First is increasing debt and rising interest rates on that debt. And second and third, as our population continues to age, we have more costs associated with programs like Medicare and Social Security. Experts say it's hard to visualize really big numbers. So just for fun, I dug up a few more concrete ways to consider how much $1 trillion is. So imagine this, if you stacked $1 bills on top of each other, $1 billion equals 68 miles high. Now $1 trillion would be 67,866 miles high. That's well into space. Now, if you laid $1 bills end to end, 1 billion would equal 96,000 miles long. That's four times around the earth. And $1 trillion would be 96,906,656 miles high. That's farther than the sun. Of course, it's possible that government spending will decrease in the coming years, but I would have a hard time saying that is likely. You can see that the trend uh, toward higher government spending actually began in the 2000s and then accelerated during the Great Recession in 2008 and 2009, and then, of course, spiked during the pandemic. Now, does anyone want to guess? One thing that often happens as a result of increased government spending, can you think of anything? If you said taxes um, or raising taxes, you win or lose, depending on, on your perspective. I have a chart for those who can actually see our historical top tax rate charts um, that shows that tax rates go up when the government needs money. So, for example, what happened around 1916 that required a tax increase? Because it did go up significantly. That was World War I. And then what happened around 1944? Can you guess what required a tax increase then? That would have been World War II. Now, why did tax rates stay high during the 1950s, 60s, and 70s? Well, that was the Korean and Vietnam Wars. And what happened in the 1990s that required a tax increase? That was the Gulf War. Now, currently, the top tax rate is 40.8%. Now, as you think about what's going on around the world in the U.S., what do you think is likely to happen in the future? Knowing that in 1944, the top tax rate actually went all the way up to 94%. Now, you probably know that tax rates were cut in 2017. While we can't know what will happen, we do know that right now, with no action, income tax rates will revert in 2026 to the pre-2017 levels. Now, corporate income tax reductions do not expire, uh, but the income tax brackets are generally adjusted each year. So those will be different, but the rates will go back to the pre-2017 levels at minimum. Now, what we often focus on uh, accumulating money for retirement, that's always our main focus during these 
most crucial years, but we don't think nearly as much about what is probably more important, our income or taxes. For example, that's how much money we're actually going to have to live on and to support our lifestyle. In my opinion, that's the number that really matters, not how much you have coming in, but how much you can actually spend of that, right? Now, while it seems likely to me that taxes will increase, no one can predict the future. One strategy you may want to consider is harnessing the power of when you pay taxes. And so what does harnessing the power of when mean? Well, none of us have much choice about whether we pay taxes, but we do have some options when it comes to when we pay taxes. I'm sure you realize that different products and accounts are taxed at different times. Assets that are taxed now are things like CDs or mutual fund accounts, as long as they aren't part of a pre-tax retirement account. You invest in those things with money you have already paid taxes on. When you take the money out, you pay taxes on any growth. Assets that are taxed later are things like a 401k or an IRA. Those contributions are pre-tax, so they lower your taxable income, which is a good thing. When you withdraw money, you pay taxes on those contributions and any subsequent growth. Clearly, the, the pre-tax nature of these accounts is an incentive that the government has put into place to encourage people to save for retirement. And many of you have no doubt done that. These can be great tools, but know that they delay the inevitable. Those taxes will come due eventually. Now, finally, there is a category that you might be less familiar with. That's the bucket of money that's tax-free upon qualified withdrawals. For these assets, you use money that you've already paid taxes on, just like you do with a CD or mutual fund account but withdrawals or loans are tax-free as long as you follow the rules. This third bucket, which is mostly what we'll talk about today, includes things like Roth IRAs and some life insurance products. Choosing your when can be a powerful strategy because it, happen, it opens that door to tax diversification. Tax diversification matters for three reasons. It gives you flexibility and control, which can also help you minimize taxes and maximize income. And I'll explain more about that in the next few uh, minutes here. It helps guard against the future tax increases, and it also gives you more certainty when you plan. First, let's talk about the flexibility and control that tax diversification gives you and how important that can be. In our example that I'm going to use, we're going to use the example of Emma, age 70, has income of $37,000 from Social Security and a pension. Her income is low enough that she doesn't have to pay income taxes on her Social Security. But when she finds out she needs a new roof and it's going to cost $15,000, Emma has only one other resource to of retirement income, and that is a traditional IRA. She needs the roof 
So she withdraws $20,000 out of her traditional IRA. The extra $5,000 is because taxes will be withheld uh, from her withdrawal. This year, when the IRS looks at Emma's income, they will see an additional $20,000, which pushes her into a different tax bracket. Now Emma needs to pay taxes on a portion of her Social Security. But let's look at what Emma could do using a tax diversification strategy. It's the same scenario, except instead of withdrawing money from her traditional IRA, Emma decides to use her indexed universal life policy. She takes a low, a low interest loan from the cash value that the policy has accumulated. Here's the important part to know. This loan isn't viewed as income by the IRS. Using tax diversification, Emma is able to get her roof without paying more taxes on her Social Security benefit. And about that low interest loan, in most cases, she can pay it back whenever she wants. And if she never pays it back, it gets deducted from the death benefit her children will receive after, after she dies. Of course, depending on Emma's needs, she'll want to be aware of how much she can withdraw or borrow from the policy to still keep it active if that's important to her. But let's compare these two scenarios again. Scenario one is where Emma withdraws money from a traditional IRA, results in taxes on the withdrawal and new taxes on her Social Security benefit. In scenario two, Emma takes a loan from the cash value of her life insurance, which doesn't impact her taxes at all. While we use a loan from a life insurance policy as an example here, a Roth IRA, which is what we're going to talk about next, would give the same opportunity for tax-free income. The point isn't what specific product you use. The point is that having tax diversification gives you the kind of flexibility and control that can help you minimize taxes and maximize income in retirement. Again, what really matters is the income after taxes. A second benefit of tax diversification is that it can help guard against the future tax increases. Here's a, a hypothetical scenario. Jeremy opens a traditional IRA at the age of 40. He contributes $5,000 annually for 25 years. During that time, his tax rate is 15%, but it's a pre-tax account, so he isn't paying any taxes on his contributions. At a 6% rate of return, the account has grown to $290,781 by the time he is 65. He wants to start withdraw his withdrawals at age 70, and he wants them to last for at least 20 years. There really are only three things that could happen. His taxes will stay the same, they'll go up, or they'll go down. If they stay the same, then it's no harm, no foul. Jeremy can leave his money right where it is in his IRA. When he begins withdrawing it at age 70, he'll pay ordinary income tax on the whole thing since it has never been taxed. Um, let's look at the second possibility. Say at some point, government spending begins to catch up with us. And at age 65, Jeremy finds out that his taxes will go from 15 to 25% when he turns 70. 
So now Jeremy knows his taxes are going to go up when he turns 70. As a reminder, he has $290,000 in his IRA at age 65. He wants to start taking withdrawals at age 70, and he wants them to last for 20 years. Let's say Jeremy does nothing. He leaves his money in his traditional IRA. Assuming the same 6% rate of return, the value at age 70 is $389,131. His annual withdrawal will be $32,005 after 25% tax rate. He will net $24,003. Over those 20 years, Jeremy pays $160,029 in taxes and receives $480,060 in income. Let's use the same setup for scenario number two. Just like in scenario one, Jeremy wants to draw his account down over a 20-year time period beginning at age 70. But knowing this tax rate will increase, Jeremy decides to convert his traditional IRA to a Roth IRA over the five-year period from ages 65 to 70. When you convert from a regular IRA to a Roth IRA, you have to pay taxes on the money you are converting. In this scenario, Jeremy pays the taxes for the conversions out of the Roth IRA. Ideally, you'd want to use money from another source, but not everyone has that much money on hand. At age 65, just like in the scenario one, he has $290,781. He converts the account in five relatively equal chunks and pays taxes at his 15% tax rate of $58,370 in taxes. At age 70, the account is $330,761. His annual withdrawals will be $27,205. No additional tax owed. So over those 20 years, Jeremy pays no more taxes and receives $544,100 in net income. So in this example, and in most cases, an increase in taxes means that converting from a regular IRA to a Roth IRA will mean less taxes over the long term. With the traditional IRA, by age 90, Jeremy has paid $160,029 in taxes and received $480,060 in net income. With the Roth IRA, by age 90, Jeremy has paid $58,370 in taxes and received $544,100 in net income. That's a difference of more than $64,000 in after-tax income. Now, of course, the trick is that tax laws are written in pencil, and we never know what's going to happen. So let's return to our third option, which is Jeremy's taxes actually go down. That is always a possibility, and many people assume that they will be making less in retirement and paying less in taxes. And of course, that could be true. I would argue that you would actually need more in retirement, but we'll get into that in another episode. So it really comes back to our original question. Given everything happening in the United States right now, do you believe your taxes will go up or down? If they go down, how much do you think they are likely to decline? Other than the benefits of the power of when, 
that we've already discussed, the flexibility of tax diversification and the protection against future tax increases. There's also the benefit of the certainty that comes with knowing you have some tax-free income in retirement, knowing that you have that for sure money that isn't subject to tax changes. The market or any other foreseeable events gives you the ability to plan with more confidence. And that can make a difference in what you do and how you feel. We've talked about harnessing the power of when today, and that's an important tax strategy, but it's not the only tax-related thing I can discuss with you. We can talk about strategies that may help reduce your Social Security taxes and the last dollar strategy, just to name a few. Remember, in terms of your lifestyle, the only thing that really matters is the amount of money you have left to spend after taxes. And of course, we aren't limited to just taxes. Everyone's goals and situations are different. We can help with any number of financial needs and topics. If you have concerns about taxes or if there are other things you'd like to discuss, please contact me and we can set up a time to talk either in person, on the phone, or through a video call. If you'd like, once I get some information from you, I can provide either a Roth conversion analysis or a life insurance illustration, both of which have the potential to provide tax-free income in retirement. And that's all I've got planned for you this week. Until next time, remember, navigating your abundant retirement starts today. And I'd like to encourage you to continue our journey of enlightenment and education by subscribing to our podcast and downloading the show. See you next time. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes as a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of returns are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. Carol Dewey is an investment advisor representative of Perpetual Wealth Financial, a Florida-registered investment advisor firm. 